look into the life turkey. Podcast. To attend one's own funeral and still be alive is something very few people are able to do. As he stood there in the rain, laying witness to the apparent end of his days, he began to realise that from here, there was no going back. From his secluded spot, he could see four solitary figures, dressed in black, standing two abreast, their heads bowed. A priest, standing by the headstone, was hastily working his way through the necessary prayers and verses. His voice didn't carry. The sound of the rain rattling on his umbrella was drowning out the majority of what he said. He heard a few muttered amens, and then it was over. No flags, no guns fired ceremoniously into the sky, not even a cry or a shrill from an inconsolable guest. Just a tame, quiet and poorly attended event that to most people would seem that a very lonely and unimportant person had recently passed. The vicar made the sign of the cross and set off back along the path towards the church, passing a gravedigger who had been sat waiting patiently. He quickly moved in to begin returning the earth to its previous form. It was just another day and another hole for him. As he got to work, he noticed a man stood a safe distance away, seemingly still paying his respects. The shadow of the umbrella hid his features quite well, but he did notice two piercing blue eyes staring out towards him. For a split second, they locked eyes, and then the mysterious figure turned and headed into the distance. The taxi was waiting at the cemetery gate, the engine idly ticking over. He ditched the umbrella, opened the rear door and climbed inside. The driver had cranked the heating up and by doing so the windows were now too steamed up to make an immediate departure. As the driver apologised for the windows and the time it was taking to clear, he noticed the four figures from the funeral approaching the car park. The only light inside the vehicle was the dull red glow from the meter which he noted hadn't stopped moving even though the car had. Looking past the driver, he was able to use the illuminated steam on the windscreen to stay hidden. He took a long look at each of the attendees. He knew who three of them were, and why they were here. It wasn't to pay respect. If anything, it was guilt that had driven them to the graveside that evening. They had failed to stand up for him when these events unfolded, and now it was over, they felt remorse for their cowardly actions. He had lost everything due to lies and fake news. It wasn't how he planned to see his life out. His achievements now erased from history, and if it were ever mentioned, then his name was muttered quietly and with contempt. The car lurched forward, the action of which snapped him from his thoughts, and he wiped a single tear from his cheek. It was a short journey to the airport. He had no bags to take and he had been told that his tickets were waiting under his new name 
alongside his ID in locker number FM20. They had been supplied along with this whole plan by a man he didn't really know. A friendly voice in the night when his world was on fire. All he had wanted in return was a promise that one day, when the call came, he would return the favour. This was it. The last hurdle to jump and then he could live out his days in peace. No more looking over his shoulder. No more denying the events ever took place. And more importantly, a chance to rebuild his life. He located the security locker and retrieved, along with his documents, a mobile phone. He quickly glanced inside the passport and found the name looking up at him, Abel Basti. He grinned at the reference and approached the checking desk. The young girl smiled a genuine smile and beckoned for his papers. She checked the photo and asked him to remove his hat. As he lifted the cap from his head, he suddenly realised his heart was beating faster than it should be for a man of his advanced years. His now dyed brown hair matched the newly coloured beard and he flashed a nervous smile towards the airport security officer who was stood nearby. The next sound he heard was the ink stamp landing on his passport and the young lady wishing him safe travel. She had never heard of his final destination and as he walked by she said, Sir, where exactly is that? He looked back, holding his ticket up and said, This place, it's the end of the world, my dear. The end of the world. A few hundred miles away, a phone buzzed once, illuminating the room that otherwise lay in darkness. A hand reached across, used its thumbprint to unlock the home screen, and then opened the attached image. It was a photograph of a man stood holding an umbrella at what looked like a funeral. Underneath, it simply said, The Eagle has flown. He smiled. A plan that had been long in the making was nearly at the end of stage one. He found the audio recording on his phone, attached it to his message and sent it. There was so much still to do and so much that could go wrong. But for now, he was pleased and as he rested his head upon the pillow, a little buzz of excitement ran through his body. <laughs> 